Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here along with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, Jason. Um, I'm, Bill, I'm uh, I'm worried about some people out there because uh, Monday is tax day. So uh, do you have any, any last minute advice for people here? Uh, well, it's too late uh, for any significant tax advice for mm-hmm. this year other than... Um, well, I guess uh, it is important that uh, for all those folks who are required to file an income tax return, and that's most of us, that um, th- that it is critical that you file your income tax uh, return timely. And, and what that basically means is no later than Monday. Right. Uh, unless, you know, there's always – you know, the exception, unless you file for an extension to file your tax return later. Um, And in fact, a a lot of folks actually file extensions. The folks uh, uh, who know they're getting a refund uh, typically file timely. In fact, those folks should have already filed long before Mm -hmm. the last uh, day. Um, Because the sooner you file, the sooner you receive your your tax refund. Uh, But even if you file for an extension, an extension does not give you an extension on the payment of tax. So it is extremely important for folks to know um, that uh, they need to have paid all of their tax that uh, is due by Monday, I mean that's and if if you're filing for an extension, make sure you send money in with your extension. If uh, if you have any kind of uh, anticipation that you will owe tax, it is important uh, because if you fail to pay every penny that you owe, then you will have both a penalty for not paying timely, even mm-hmm. if you're tax return is filed timely, you'll have a penalty for not paying tax, and you'll also owe interest on the money that that you've owed. Now, uh, obviously, if you're expecting a refund or if you think that um, you will uh, have paid in more than what you owe, uh, then, you know, uh, it, then it won't be a, a problem for you when you file your income tax return. So the, the bottom line is, is my sympathies go out to all Americans. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it's really important that, that folks file timely. So they either have to have their tax return fully filled out and filed no later than Monday, or they have to file for an extension of time to file their tax with a full payment um, that is critical. Gotcha. Yep. And so that that's what it's all about. You know, more uh, interesting, I think, is what, you know, what are we going to expect for next year? Right. Because the 2018 taxes – look very different than 2017 taxes in terms of the dynamics of the tax return. And, and the, first, the first thing that, that most of us need to be aware of 
uh, with the two, our 2018 taxes is not to expect any significant change in how much we owe. <laughs> now, truthfully, for a lot of folks, um, uh, they have to watch out because uh, for wage earners, which most of us are wage earners, in other words, um, our employer takes taxes out each time they pay us and send them to the government, you know, the federal government and state government. Uh, but on the federal size, uh, uh, our withholding has been reduced. So for some folks, they will feel like, oh, we're, we've got a tax break. We're actually seeing more money in our check. Uh, and that's uh, even assuming that we haven't gotten a pay raise, <laughs> okay, because the withholding was reduced. But that scares me a little bit because when people have less withholding, they feel a little like they've, they've gotten a tax break. But they may end up owing taxes because they've gotten the benefit of a lower withholding rate. So that's a little bit scary. And then uh, while uh, most families uh, do not itemize, um, you know, that's um, on a case-by-case basis, but the percentage of Americans who itemize on their tax return is a a much smaller number than those who take a standard deduction. Well, for everybody who has itemized in the past, there will be a large percentage of people who will not itemize in the future. And the the reason is um, because the, 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 the changes that Congress have made and truth for personally, I don't like like some of these changes, uh, uh, particularly um, the I mean, I understand what their intention is because their intention is not really to reduce uh, how much tax we pay. Uh, and it sounds better than it actually is in terms of what they've said. They've doubled the standard deduction. So for a married couple that, that uh, had a deduction of about $12,000, doubling it sounds pretty darn good. But, but the problem is they took away um, our, our personal exemptions. And so the differential is only about $3,000. Um, so, okay, we get a little benefit from that. So, but but here's, here's the kicker. For those who itemized in the past, we got the benefit of the uh, personal exemptions, and then we itemized rather than the standard deduction. Well, when you take away the personal exemption, that screws those folks who used to itemize, and, and they give us a little bit extra on the standard deduction, but not much. So now, for those folks who used to itemize, if their itemization was is less than double the standard deduction, or in essence, unless you have more than $24,000 in itemized deductions, which that's getting up there. Yeah, Okay, is. so a lot of middle-class families that had big itemized deductions, such as charitable deductions, you know, the folks who tithe to the church, 
uh, and give money to other charities and and um, or had big medical expenses or had um, uh, other well just whatever other itemized deductions there are then the bottom line is all of that's gone away mm-hmm. so uh, for those folks who used to itemize then you may find that your tax your ta- your actual taxes have gone up instead of down even though your rate of tax might have dropped by a percent like from 25 to 24% big deal mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for those who used to itemize, the, their actual tax uh, may very well go up rather than down. So it's, you know, they're winners and losers like there is in any type of, of uh, t- uh, tax. The big winners, I, I mean, the, 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 the losers are those folks who are not business people. They're wage earners. They're middle class. They may have itemized before because they had their – their interest uh, deduction on their home, which would be an item that would be a big itemized uh, uh, thing. Well, the bottom line is uh, those um, the incentive, you know, for instance, home ownership incentives with itemization and things like that may be going away. So, you know, I don't appreciate necessarily all of the social reengineering that that's going on now. There is an, there is one other uh, uh, biggie that is really important, and and I'm a hundred percent in favor of this one. Congress did away with the marriage penalty for income tax. That's huge. So what is that? What was the marriage penalty? Well, the marriage penalty. I mean, I mean, it's sort of like this, Jason. Uh, you're married, aren't you? I am. You work. I do. You're a breadwinner. Uh huh. But your wife is too, isn't she? That's right. She works too. She does. So, in essence, you have what I consider to be the modern family. Mm-hmm. Both spouses have to work to make ends meet. So you're not the traditional Ozzie and Harriet. Now you're not old enough to know who Ozzie and Harriet <laughs> were, but you know it was an old TV family when I was growing up. Uh, and you had a breadwinner husband mm-hmm. traditionally, and you had a housewife. Okay, well, the tax laws forever have benefited though that kind of couple. And in other words, where you had two people, but all of the income was on one side, and and but which is totally opposite of what most young people face today. Right. Whereas both spouses are working and struggling to to make enough money to actually live a good life. And so, uh, the bottom line is that a joint return favored in a big way. Uh, one-income families, and it disfavored two-income families. Well, guess what? You know, the percentage of two-income families today is much, much higher than one-income families. And so, uh, in essence, if you and your wife decided to file separately, you know, because less income typically means you're at a lower rate of tax, Mm -hmm. well, the bottom line is now – you can file separately, and sometimes you will have less tax because you're filing separately than filing jointly. There are a lot of families that have legitimate reasons for filing separately. 
uh, one might be that you have a spendthrift that that hadn't paid their taxes and owes a lot of tax, and the spouse doesn't want to get caught up in having to file a joint return (laughs) and owe tax to the IRS because of your spouse not paying their tax the way they should. You know, there are a lot of reasons, uh, you know, where filing separately might help. Now, uh, with the fact that they've done away with the marriage penalty so that a, a single person's return is not penalized. So if you're married... Uh, and file separately, you'll you'll pay exactly the same amount as though you were unmarried and filing single. Now, to me, that is fair. That's yeah. the way it should be. Now, you you can still do a joint return. So, if you have the Ozzie and Harriet family, you still get that benefit. Mm-hmm. But now you're not penalized for being married if you file separately. So, I'm delighted that that finally has been. Socially re-engineered <laughs> by Congress. Um, now, um, who are the other winners involved? You know, because most of us are not. All if you own your own business, then um, you you probably are a winner. Okay. Now, if you're a big corporation, you're 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 the big big winner. You you've won the lottery, as far as you know. For, for regular, what we call C corporations, big corporations, are the big lottery winners in the in the new tax code. Uh, but regular old small business people are winners to some degree too, and that is, it's called a one ninety one exemption, and what it means is if your all of your total income isn't too high. And by too high, I believe the cut is about $315,000, which most people would be more than happy to make that much money. Um, So if all of – now, what I mean is not your business income, but your income from all sources, your net income from your business, any wages that you earn, uh, interest, dividends, uh, Social Security, whatever other income you might have is all added together. Uh, for that big number. And if you're under that, then you get a, uh, your 20% of your business income is not taxed. Well, that's huge. Yeah. That you know, That's a big tax cut for relatively successful uh, businesses. Now, for the s- small C corporations, uh, a lot of folks don't realize that small C corporations had a lower tax rate to begin with, and now they're shoved in with everybody else, um, with the big companies that got the huge break. Uh, and those companies probably will see very little difference in their taxes, uh, the small C corps. So business, the business owners are the big winners in this tax code, and the rest of us we might get a little bit of extra bread, and and there'll be a, a number of us that have to pay a little more. But there's not going to be a huge Titanic-type <laughs> sinking uh, for uh, for the great majority uh, of Americans. The uh, the probably the biggest losers in this um, are the folks who pay alimony. Uh, and why Congress did this one, I have no clue, because it's always been the other way, where if you paid alimony, 
you that basically came off the top of your uh, tax. In other words, you did not pay tax on that amount of money that you gave to uh, the other spouse in alimony, and the spouse who received the money paid the income tax on it. But Congress shifted that burden, so now the person receiving the alimony does not pay income tax on it. The person who pays the alimony must pay the tax. Uh, I suspect they did it because they they thought they were going to get a little more money, uh, you know, from the folks uh, who. Uh, pay alimony uh, because they would be at a higher tax rate typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, is that good public policy uh, because they're shifting the burden on folks who already have um, orders that are in place uh, or they've agreed to, to do it based on what the tax code has been for years and years, and now Congress has basically pulled the, the mat out from under them. And the only uh, advice I could give to those folks who um, who actually pay alimony, and this, this of course, might clog the, the courts up, but they, they should file a motion uh, to reduce their alimony payment based on a substantial change of circumstances. You know, when you're talking, I mean, because that's, that's a huge shift. Um, because uh, the the folks receiving the alimony are actually receiving far more net income uh, than they were before, and and the payer is uh, basically being penalized to a sub- significant degree by the federal government under this new tax code. So, I would think that that there w- would be a a um, uh, a judge who would listen to that argument as a, to reduce. Um, the alimony by the amount of net benefit uh, to the person receiving the alimony. Yeah, it'll be so. interesting to see how that shakes out. Well, we got to take a quick break. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. 